0: Study? Hi, friends. Well, from gorgeous Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher.
1: And coming up on the show today, Dan, a uh, a new temple, Mormon temple, that's uh, being proposed up in Cody, Wyoming, <laughs> is causing quite the stir right. amongst the, the people who live there. Which actually surprises me. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we're going to get to that. So there's a whole thing. The, the, the Mormons are kind of being bullies, and we're going to talk about it. So. Yeah. But first, Dan, we've got some, uh, some stuff. Things happened this week, Various. Dan, sure. out, in, out in the world. And we, we need to talk about them. Well, then, why don't we do that? Um, so my first story uh, comes to us from uh, Conroe, Texas. Oh, um, goody. Which is not a small place. It's about a hundred thousand people. It's north of Houston, I take it.
0: I feel like we drove through Con Conroe. You think? I so? feel. I, I okay. don't know. Maybe we. yeah. Uh, anyway. Who
1: knows? Well, they have their uh, their local school district that uh, you know has has people from the community sitting on mm. its board, mm-hmm. um, and they, they they come to the, the, the with their concerns right? Yes. About what's going on in the schools. Well, Melissa Dungan, um, a trustee, I guess a board member, right? <laughs> she wants to eliminate displays uh, that she's calling symbols of personal ideologies in from the classrooms. Um, mm-hmm. She says uh, that, that well, okay, so she's sort of talking about this and the other board members are like, can you give us an example of what are you talking about? These symbols of personal ideologies. And she says that a number of parents have reached out to her. And one of the stories that she heard was about a child (laughs) who had to be placed into a different classroom because of one of these displays that bothered the child. A great a first grade student, right? Mm. Um, whose parent was claiming that they were so upset by a poster that showed children of different races and ethnicities holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. And that she just feels like that this is a political statement. Oh and, yes, very, um,
0: <laughs> very political.
1: So one of the other board members, I'm sure slowly leans forward and looks over at her and says, uh, just so I understand you were seriously suggesting that you find objectionable a poster indicating that all are included. And uh, Dungan wouldn't say whether she found that poster objectionable, uh, just that she wants to avoid situations like that by having the board adopt stricter standards and adhere to state policies already in place, prohibiting teachers from displaying political items not relevant to the curriculum. Because um, that
0: is political.
1: Yes. A kids no-
0: <laughs> playing with each other.
1: I know. The hot, getting, hot button political issue. Different races getting along.
0: Yeah. Bad. The, yeah, exactly. Bad. White kids being nice to not white kids Uh, 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 uh. or worse politics already
1: Yeah, it may be okay to be nice but equal that's probably the representation anyway another trustee sort of on Dungan's side it sounds like asked if the poster was illegal and went on to claim that previous displays of pride flags were definitely uh, illegal anyway so (laughs) Uh, one of the other uh, trustees asks uh, Dungan if Bible verses were also in violation of existing policy.
0: Oh, you don't ask that. You wait. Okay, <laughs> it's fine. All right, fine. You don't tell them about the trap they're setting for themselves. You let them fall in it.
1: She oh, says, I know, uh, but they're they're like, right? Wouldn't you agree? And Dungan was like, I don't know. She refused, <laughs> refused to answer. Right anyway so this is going on this this is where it's heading right now is just these are the people that are on school boards across the nation right yep and they're starting to feel a little bit more emboldened or a lot a lot emboldened and she she let slip <laughs> something that she she had
0: to know you can a little a
1: little of her own personal I- ideology came yeah. out yeah oopsie how does she not know? I mean, she has to know you can't say this, but she said it.
0: No, that's Is the problem with elected officials in small jurisdictions. <laughs> they, You could just anybody can just get a, get themselves elected. And then, oh, um, no, they don't know.
1: Well, I think it's great because she's saying the part that she's not supposed to be saying. Right. Yeah. For everybody to hear. And everybody can just be like, excuse me, what are you saying? Like, yeah. you're really, what? That's, yeah. that's
0: the object. Okay. All yeah. Right. I mean, you know, if, uh, if kids can't display, if, if, if displays of personal ideology can't be displayed, then, uh, all you kids leave your, your cross necklaces at home. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I,
1: you know, the, this, this other school board member who like picked up on it and knew that Knew, the angle right. Yeah. What about Bible verses? You know,
0: I'm getting to the point where I think all of our listeners, every last one, especially our U.S. listeners, because I don't know how things work in other countries, but uh, you all have to run for school board. I'm Honest sorry. to God, yeah, you all have to do it now. Like we've talked about encouraging you guys to run for office. We we've had big campaigns about it and whatever, but like you all have to now. It's getting too stupid out there. Yeah just just go be reasonable believe me go just go be go, the, be, go be the reasonable. one person you're going to be frustrated yeah it's going to suck yeah but go be the one person who points out the obvious stupidity at least be someone in the room all right uh speaking of someone in the room i don't know if you heard about this it didn't really make the news much but um there was a bit of an indictment over there in Georgia uh this was uh I I have you have you heard of Donald John Trump? <laughs> yes. Uh who I've been waiting for the Georgia indictment for forever. It took them way too long. Yeah, it should have happened way sooner. It should have happened a year and a half to 2 years ago, but okay, it has happened. <laughs> Donald Thank Trump you. was indicted for the fourth time this time in Georgia uh under the RICO Act, the Georgia Rack Cheering influenced crime. Something's beginning with an O. I don't remember what it stands for. Anyway, uh, wanna... what that means is that it was a conspiracy. Yes. Uh the 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 charges are that uh Donald Trump and some and I think 18 others uh unlawfully conspired and endeavored to conduct and participate in. Criminal Enterprise in Fulton County, Georgia. Yeah. And and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those eighteen others was none other uh than uh the Reverend Stephen Cliffgard Lee, who uh who is a local clergyman there in Georgia. Now, in his involvement in this is about as yuck as you can get. Mm-hmm. Because because his involvement is that he was asked to go in and convince two election volunteers. Uh you may remember uh from the the January 6th commissions hearings, Ruby, what's her name? Um Ruby Freeman and uh, and her daughter uh Shay Moss I think Shay was the one who uh who went and testified they they had their lives basically ruined because Rudy Giuliani and some other people like got video of them passing around a a thing of mints and then right. accused them of having a thumb drive and you know they were they literally were the most innocent humans on the world who were volunteering their time to make sure that the elections ran well and suddenly they became the focal point of the most hateful humans in our country. Um, you know, not just Giuliani and his cohorts, but like all of the, the sort of spiteful ding-dongs in MAGA land who wanted to get out and harass somebody and yell and scream. And, uh, and these two, like, were their lives were devastated by this. And one of the things that ended up happening, apparently, according to the lawsuit, or, or according to the indictment, is that this pastor, this faith leader, Lee, was dispatched to uh convince and intimidate these two women oh, into corroborating the story oh, so apparently he knocked on uh on freeman's door uh this is the mom she's just just a nice old lady uh and like he he, apparently he he knocked on her door, and basically was trying to convince her to change her story, and then drove away, and then drove back and parked in her driveway and just sat there, <sighs> menacingly. What? Uh, and so much so that she called the cops. <laughs> so okay. now there's like police like body cam footage of him in her driveway. Hmm. he And he said, here's a quote from that footage where he said, I'm a pastor. I'm also working with some folks who are trying to help Ruby out and also get to some truth of what's going on. Oh, Jesus. So that's literally, like, this is someone who was willing to deploy his perceived authority as a pastor. Mm Hmm. To try and get to try and intimidate these nice ladies into lying so that trump could uh could claim that he won an election that he very, very clearly lost oh <sighs> God anyway, he's indicted, and I'm very happy good, yeah,
1: yeah, he was out acting like the gangster that rico yeah. laws were designed to go after,
0: so a hundred percent yeah that's that's great and uh You know, our audience will not be surprised at all that a quote-unquote man of the cloth was acting like a gangster because that's what they fucking are. We'll be talking about more gangsterism at the end of the show. Indeed. All
1: right, Dan. Yeah. Here's a a beautiful message from uh, a Catholic archbishop in Kampala, Uganda. Mm. Um, He was um, addressing... a a crowd of, it was over a thousand people. Actually, it says thousands of people um, in the article. It was um, the the mass at the priestly golden Jubilee and Episcopal silver Jubilee. Um, These were celebrations for a retired uh, archbishop anyway. Well, anyway, that's not really what's important. What's important is this beautiful message. Damn, (laughs) just beautiful, lovely message. I'm looking
0: forward to it. I I I, I am pleased to be edified. <laughs> well, if if you'll recall
1: last week, we talked about how um, modern American Christianity is sort of starting to view Jesus as sort of weak, right? A, a pussy. Um, and, uh, you know, those beatitudes, you know, that he's famous for. Yeah. You know, blessed are the meek blessed are the poor where right. so they will shall inherit the earth, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the archbishop, Paul, Simo, Jere, Simo he had this to say, God will not entertain the poor in heaven. You will <laughs> not go there. I will also <laughs> stand at the entrance to stop you from going there. What the fuck? We have misunderstood the gospel. Being poor should not be misinterpreted to be without money, he says. Oh. uh. Um, God will say, I created you with eyes, the brain, and gave you life, and you die poor? You will perish in hell. We should work hard. Let's not sleep and be idle. Right. Because, you know, the church needs your
0: money. Church needs donations. Wow. I mean, he said... Poor is not about money. And then he made it very clear that, yes, it is.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. What are you... What, are, what are, Oh, my God.
1: Uh, God will not entertain the poor in heaven.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> not only are the Beatitudes wrong, but pretty uh, much all of Jesus's ministry is just... You're just getting it wrong, everybody. Yeah. Christianity. Christianity has a
1: serious problem at this point, I think. Oh my god. Like the, it's it's just falling apart in in the modern world, right? Like it just and cannot. Lo, Jesus said unto them, "Fuck the poor." Yeah. I mean, the the messages that it had that I'm sure spoke, you know, well to um, you know, the 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 poor underclasses of the Middle Ages. Yeah. Right? That's just not the world we live in. And so oh, this god. message is just it's just Blessed are the poor. What the fuck are they talking about? What the fuck wow. is this guy talking about? That's lit. And this is a Catholic archbishop,
0: uh, right? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Happy jubilee, everybody! Um, <laughs> don't be poor, you gross poors. You know what's gross is the poors. I hate them. Oh, em. I know. Well, there you go. It's official, yikes.
1: Catholics out there. <laughs> You're not allowed to be poor. Yeah. Good thing there are no poor people in Uganda or whatever. Yeah. And like, I mean, the Bible's clear. The rich what's the line about a rich man getting into heaven? Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, literally, literally, the Bible says, Archbishop, you're not getting in. The poor are getting in. Right. But probably you're not. Right. And the archbishop was like, Nope. Not having that. <laughs> I'm gonna stand there next to God. hmm Shooing you away like the gross, <laughs> poor person you are. Shoo, shoo, shoo! You're gross. Bleah. Bleah. Ugh! You smell. <clears throat> Go afford a shower. <sighs> Amazing. Yikes! Disgusting. Okay, I'm gonna take us to uh, to Provo, Utah. <gasps> Ooh. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna shit on some Mormons now a little bit. <laughs> uh, or maybe maybe. We're just going to go with it and say that the new understanding of Jesus's message is fuck the poor, don't be weak, uh, and, and, that, and that plays out also in Mormondom, mm-hmm. where apparently a man, uh, 49-year-old Jason Coleman, uh, entered a Mormon church in Provo, of which there are many. <laughs> Uh, threw an open an unlocked door, mm. went into the kitchen of the church, found some chicken nuggets, microwaved them, and began to eat them. Mm. Uh, but a sharp-eyed uh, local saw his uh trespass. Oh no! Called the cops, and the fucking church is pressing charges. Oh. <sighs> Ooh. They, uh, they, they wouldn't want to allow any. They wouldn't want to send the message that, like, you know, they feed the hungry or anything, <laughs> and or that it was okay to, you know, break in, not vandalize anything, and just get yourself a little bit of food. Right. You have to press charges,
1: though. Trespassing, yeah. Dan. In this day and age, oh my god!
0: No, this is what if. What if, what if people started rampantly just walking into open churches and, and eating? Oh. What then?
1: Just absolute worst. Well, it was just last year that they like, that guy who was like basically freezing to death broke a window on one of the Provo temples and like let himself in. And I believe the story went he didn't do any other damage like he no
0: he was trying to keep warm he was
1: trying to keep warm that was it he just he broke a window to get into someplace warm and he knew in the middle of the night there wouldn't be anybody in the temple probably right yeah. and he get then they totally pressed charges against him now granted he did do a little bit of damage but here's an organization that has wild resources yeah so they're sitting on a rainy day fund of 150 billion or whatever it is. And
0: they could literally build a building in every city in the, in the world just for, just for homeless people to break this specific need that is
1: starting to be very pervasive in this country. Right. More and more neighborhoods are having to face the reality of homelessness and hunger being right in front of them. Right. Um, I mean, my neighborhood has um plenty of homeless people around right, yeah. and that's and it's
0: just a salt lake neighborhood right and literally like the way housing prices are 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 skyrocketing yeah and the way and the way like for the longest time jobs were difficult and you know we had a pandemic that probably broke a lot of people's uh emo- emotional and mental capacity like beyond them being able to recover well, and there's no health care out there for you right. if you don't have a job or whatever, it's easy to be unhoused in the United States of America right now.
1: Yeah. Like, it could happen to anybody. Yeah. And here's an organization that could actually solve the problem. If they chose 100%, to. 100%. They, they could, could solve it. They could solve it and still have money left over for Jesus to come back. Yeah, and because that's what they say it's for. Those of you who've missed that story, because
0: um, we'll all need so much money, yeah, when when the second coming occurs. Well,
1: they want. I mean, they know they're going to be competing for Jesus's attention, right? <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, Jesus, we have 150 billion dollars just for you." We we know God doesn't like poor people, so <laughs> and we ain't poor. Yeah. Uh, but this riffraff keeps breaking into our churches, hungry uh, and cold. Hmm. I, I what think would Jesus should,
0: say about that? I think they should eliminate windows and have, like, ironclad doors that only open with keypads or keycards or something. Mm.
1: Or some sort it, of, like, AI machine gun, right? That just, like... <laughs> the poor, as, as the poor, like, are approaching their chapels, they're just like... <laughs>
0: Just, yeah. just just be done with it just, just take them out yeah might as well they <laughs> they will eat your nuggets don't make no mistake they will eat your nuggets
1: <laughs> shamelessly mm. oh God. okay well dan here's <laughs> here's a story of a group of people just doing what you do these are not bad people um <laughs> it's a hell of a wind up. Oh yeah, sure. Um over uh in that um Archdiocese of Cologne in mm-hmm. Germany. This is the this this is our archdiocese is in trouble, right? Like this is one of oh, them man. that has like all of these like um court orders to pay gobs of money to sex mm. abuse victims, blah blah blah. Uh-huh. Um well, that'll happen. That's inevitable, really. <laughs> Uh, It has come out that over the course of one month last year, uh, a group of 15 employees used their archdiocese issued computers to um, uh, access pornographic websites. Yay! I was hoping it was porn. (laughs) There were over 1,000 attempts uh, to access porn on these computers much of which the uh, church's uh, archdiocese firewall caught Mm, um, mm. because this is not allowed. Right. This is, it's also obviously not illegal, even though the archdiocese turns over all of this information to the local police, which is how it ended up kind of getting out into the media. Right. Mm. The issue for the archdiocese was looking at porn on, on church laptops Uh, is a violation of their labor agreement. Mm. Um, So these people are sort of like, I don't know what trouble
0: they're in. They Um, are fired, except that, let let me, you show me what sites you looked at and I'll decide (laughs) how fired you are.
1: Uh, Pornography, though, is, of course, considered a grave sin uh, Mm. by the Catholic Church. Uh, The uh, Archbishop of Cologne Uh, expressed his dismay over the 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 use of these computers to look at Mm -hmm. porn uh it disappointed me that employees try to access pornographic pages uh with the help of devices that our archdiocese made available for their work um to some the consumption of pornography may appear harmless uh, but I agree with Pope Francis, who condemns it and warns of its dangers, in particular the violation of human dignity. Um oh, yeah. and I so, mean
0: I've definitely seen people do some pretty undignified things in porn. <laughs> uh, so and as long as they're
1: all consenting. Yeah. I'm down with it. Fine. I like
0: I, I'm I'm not a big I don't care about dignity. Yeah. But, yeah, uh,
1: 15 people were responsible for 1,000 attempts. You would think at a certain point, I don't know how many times the church's firewall could, like, catch you and stop you from going to a website. And you don't realize, you know, maybe there's a record of this, right? Yeah. Um, or, like, or, or, or just be reminded, oh, shit, I'm on the, I'm on the Archdiocese laptop,
0: <laughs> right? I'm on my They're work laptop. They're doing it on purpose. No. They wanted they wanted to they they wanted to fuck with the archdiocese. No,
1: I think they were just like they're just they, dumb. They were just dumb. And it's like yeah. come on. You have some <laughs> other way of doing Don't you this. have cell I'm phones.
0: Sure? Yes. That's what cell
1: phones in the bathroom are
0: for. What are you doing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so these 15
1: employees, I'm sure they're in 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 lots of trouble. Yeah. They're going to have a stern talking to. Whatever do. whatever their um, labor agreements yeah. allow
0: for. They're probably fairly protected. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? But anyway. All right. Well, I, I'm going to close this out with a tale of two schools. Mm. Um, and the fact that, you know, our listeners won't be surprised to hear me say this, but it, laws don't apply to religion anymore in the United States of America. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you know this. Maybe some of our people don't know, but if you have a sincerely held belief of any kind, and I mean, I don't mean of any kind. I mean of any Christian kind, <laughs> uh, then, then the laws don't apply to you, so don't worry about it. Two different schools came out with interesting stories uh, where they no longer have to worry about the law anymore. Uh, the first one is one that I think we reported on back in like 2014 or something like this. It's been an ongoing battle. Um, And this was a Catholic elementary school uh, that fired an art teacher because she was unmarried and she got pregnant. And they're allowed to tell her in their minds that she can't have sex if she's not married and pregnancy, according to Catholicism, which I find offensive, is proof of, of sex, which they have at least one example where <laughs> that is not true. So I don't see how they can make that assumption. But uh, yes, they fired her. There's been a very long legal battle that bounced around from, uh, from court to appellate court to court to blah, blah blah, blah blah. finally made it to the New Jersey. Uh, Supreme Court, which has now ruled that uh, St. Teresa's School is 100% exempt from the law because they believe that they get to control their people's sex lives. So there you go. She loses. Womp womp. Uh, On the other side, I don't know if you know this, Frank, our... Uh, our alma mater, the University of Utah, actually just changed their athletic organization from the Pac-10 mm-hmm. to the Big Twelve, or the Pac-12 to the Big Twelve. Right. Which is a which is a, a conference that includes BYU. I can't believe we went uh, to a conference that already has BYU in it. I know. And Baylor University, which is a uh, a Probably a better school than BYU, but it's also a Baptist school in Waco, Texas, which anywho, not, I'm not pleased about that. But speaking of Baylor, Baylor has, has had some, some problems. They're being sued also by, uh, some students. Um, one student in particular, uh, Veronica Bonifacio Penales, uh, is suing because she, uh, she was, a nineteen-year-old student there, and I guess was out of the closet as queer, or was, uh, or at least was perceived to be, uh, mm. and was viciously harassed fairly constantly. Huh. Um, things like a Bible was play was like this is the nicest version of it, but a Bible with all the anti-LGBT p- passages highlighted. Oh. Was left at her door, her door in the dorms, with a note that said, "I'm praying for you." Oh, Jesus. but also, like, it got worse than that. Like, an anonymous um, student would frequently leave, or or group of students would leave post it notes on her door that said "fag." Oh my god, uh, which does that even apply to a a female queer person? I don't. I'm it sure it was offensive, nonetheless. Oh, yeah, it's super, awful. it's super not okay. It's de- it's definitely not okay. It just feels weird. Um, and then multiple other things. She reported these incidents to Baylor. Uh, Baylor did not respond to her complaints. Mm. Um, and or if they did, they told her to get counseling, and that was their response. No worry about, like, the harassers. Right. Just like, you know, maybe if you weren't so queer, people would be har- harassing you less. <laughs> um, and so th- while this is going on, they came up with a really interesting new strategy, which is that they requested formally from the government that they be allowed to violate Title IX and that just be okay. Hmm. And guess what? The government of the United States said, okay, fine. We'll let you out of that. Sexual harassment. You can, you guys can have that at your school if you want. That doesn't make sense. It's like literally there. Uh, They, they literally Baylor put it in their request and their request was granted. Oh my God. What in the fuck? So, you know, there, you know there's, um, there's something that's happening. I like the happening. preempting thing. I you like know. not waiting around. I like the proactivity of that, though.
1: I, I think there was something that was, that's was that been happening over the last couple of decades with, like, uh, the gay rights movement, right? Which is, mm-hmm. we were starting to feel accepted. We were starting to feel, <laughs> um, you know, that... W- where we were in the country really didn't matter too much, right? Like, obviously, right. there are places that are better than others, but and more accepting generally. Yeah, but there was kind of a sense of like, I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay in this community, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. because it's my community, and I'm and and I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of make myself known and have a yeah. presence. And, um, and maybe have an impact and make things better. Uh-huh, yeah. And I think that the, that was the right thing to do, right? Because mm. that's where the tide was going. Um, I think now I'd, I, I would encourage all younger gay people, all younger queer people, get someplace safe.
0: Yeah. Just, just well, go someplace and, safe. Go where you're and, you
1: wanted. Know, go where people the, like like we'll love you and accept you. And like these, these institutions like Brigham Young university and Baylor and, um, wherever else you might find yourself, I don't think they're worth
0: it. They don't want you. Yeah. You don't want them. Just yeah. take our word for it. You don't want them.
1: Yeah. There's
0: then, you know what? Here's the other thing. If you aren't queer, if you aren't gay, if you are not LGBT, and you work for one of these institutions or you uh you know you you stay at one of these institutions mm-hmm. get out yeah. you get out too they don't get us yeah they don't get to have uh yeah. good people like there should be there should be a brain and talent drain yeah out of all of these shitbag backwards towns yeah. let them have their their hillbilly paradise yeah and see how well they do with it. I mean, and that's that's a that's
1: dicey. This is this is not necessarily we haven't really thought this through or vetted this advice. Right. No,
0: it's terrible it's advice terrible probably. Advice. I don't know.
1: But like I just feel like we're at this point where we're gonna have to start if, if it just feels like I, that- I don't get the whole I, I have never understood the uh I wanna be in this place to try to change it like
0: yeah i don't think I, it I, works
1: yeah i, I, I think, think that changing this, it
0: from the inside yeah. is the is the answer and
1: i know that we're speaking as non-non-participants of that and we're also you know um maybe not thinking about the people who don't have the means to just pick up and move but who are yeah. you know queer living in these places okay. um but there's the, there is this the like thing there's this sorting that's happening in America Mm -hmm. right now where people are just kind of moving to where politically they feel more at ease, right? Conservatives are moving like conservatives are getting out of California and moving to Texas and Florida. Right. And, um, so just do a swap. Yeah. Swap it out. Yeah. We, in the more open and accepting places of this world,
0: want you, <laughs> yeah salt lake city actually counts in that actually it does not yeah. not the rest of utah but right. salt, get salt lake yourself city to does. a big city and yeah. you'll probably be okay yeah that's absolutely but, true and also true. i just wanted to address your your thing about like people who can't afford to make that move and i get that that's a very real thing but here's the thing Re- pick a place that sounds appealing to you and reach out to the lgbtq community there i'll bet you could get the help I'll bet you could find the help to to get you moved. If you maybe I, I'm not sure quite where you're coming from with that, but yeah, I'm just saying like, you know, if you did a GoFundMe or if you if you sincerely reached out to you know, and, and it's not just the LGBT community, but if you know if you feel unsafe because you are gay or because you are queer or because you are trans or whatever, mm. and you live in a small town and you don't make enough money to move. And you reach out and, and you say, hey, you know. How do I figure, how do I get out of here? Yeah, big group. I would ask. Group, yeah. How do I do this? Yeah. I need help. I'm not saying they'll pay for it or, or anything. They might. They might do a GoFundMe or whatever. But there are people there who have made that tr- transition mm. who can help you. I have good advice for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else.
0: If nothing else. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you would like to write in about this or any of the things that we've any of the crazy shit that we've just spouted out of our face holes, please feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com
1: or call and leave us a voicemail message. We'd love to hear from you. The telephone number is 424 666 8442. Stick around, there's more show coming up.
0: frank dan i the the word the, the word of an apostle has come <gasps> through really yeah um self-proclaimed apostle apparently <laughs> you can just proclaim yourself an apostle um, i mean but this is a guy yeah we've named people apostles yeah yeah you could just be an apostle <laughs> um anyway this this particular apostolic fellow is named tim sheets there's never been and, an apostle named tim sheets <laughs> yeah you'd you don't get to be if if that's your name. You're at best you're like a, a deacon. That's as good as you're gonna get. <laughs> uh, anyway, he is in Washington D.C. on a patch of grass, apparently near the White House, mm. and uh, and he's got a prayer for all of us. Oh, good to hear. Oh, so.
2: we pray, Lord, that the cleansing of iniquity would go forth across this park into the White House and strike those iniquitous roots of Baal that are there. We fuel the efforts of Seraphim that are battering them and shattering them. And the breakthrough angels that you promised would be present to break up, break out and break through. Break up the efforts of Baal in this city and we declare in Jesus' name that the lordship of Jesus and his kingdom will extend throughout this city and throughout this land. Hell is not going to stop it. It is time for the rollout of the kingdom of Almighty God at levels that have never seen before. It is time for the merger of heaven with the earth realm. It's time for the merger of angel armies and the remnant warrior armies. In the greatest campaign. Earth has ever seen. And we say, in Jesus name, let the rollout begin. Woo. Wow. Roll it out. Are, are they just larping at this
0: point? <laughs> Do they think they're just playing like Jesus D and D? It feels like they're just making shit like they've got bad, new, bad guys, bales now suddenly, like this big deal?: Oh yeah. They're not talking about Satan. They're talking about Baal, who, if they know anything, Mm -hmm. is a different god. (gasps) Is just a different god from Yahweh. No, it's not. Baal is not the devil,
1: (gasps) Dan. How dare you? Baal is not their god deity. Not their god.
0: Um, He also calls forth seraphim. Yeah, look at him. And also something about we fuel Sarah. What are you? What are you fueling them with? Um, How are you fueling? I mean, are you are you offering sandwiches?
2: Uh, are you I,
0: offering? Are do seraphim run on diesel? What are we talking here? I don't know. Looking at this guy, I would say <laughs> probably
1: donuts and um, <laughs> beef jerky, like um,
0: biscuits and gravy. This, <laughs> this guy. That's the other thing. This dude looks about as like nerdy substitute teacher. Yeah, as you can get, like he he reads like he's the annoying guy uh, that got added to your threesome at the golf course. Oh no!
1: Okay. Well, anyway, I uh, something about the uh,
0: remnant warrior. What is that? I, I don't man. He went off. I I don't know where he was coming from, but he's a uh, yeah. All he's, right. he's got he, he, it's the it's basically the biggest uh, war that Earth has ever seen that's going to happen between his invisible friends and his invisible enemies there at the White House. So. Well,
1: I trust Tim Sheets. I'm just going to say. I want a shirt that says, I trust
0: Tim Sheets. (laughs) Let's, Apostle Tim Sheets. Let's make that a let's make that a TGIA merch thing. <laughs> we'll just have we'll just have I trust Tim Sheets, and nobody'll know what it is, and then he'll see one eventually, and he'll be like, "I'm really getting through." <laughs> They're making shirts about me now. <laughs> oh my god, Tim Sheets. All right. Well, we had some some lovely people write into us. Uh, <laughs> I'm going. We'll start with Ira. Who said, hi guys, I just wanted to add something to the discussion about the financial planner that the other listener was worried about. You'll recall that oh. last week we had a listener write in who uh, didn't want to uh, to go to a financial planner who had proudly proclaimed that they were LDS, that they were Mormon, on their LinkedIn profile. Right. Because that potentially indicates that
1: they're uh, a what? Oh, that they're sending a little bit of their 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 money, a little bit of his money would be going to the Mormon Church. That was one of his concerns.
0: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and and yeah, it's and also there was a que- some question about the uh, the mental fitness of someone right who, who believed in in Mormonism, someone, so yeah, in Mormonism. specifically, yeah. Uh, anywho, uh, Ira says I there's a big difference between refusing. Oh, that's right. One of the things that 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 uh, writer in had to say was. If I don't go to this guy because he's Mormon, am I just being like a cake shop that won't do a gay wedding? Right. Uh, so Ira says there's a big difference between refusing to patronize a business and refusing a class of patrons to your business. Oh yeah. Yes. The the default in the US in US law is that as a business owner, you don't have to serve anyone. You're the only you're the one losing money. In practice, this led to problems, such as nearly all hotels in an entire region uh, of the country refusing to let black people stay. So the concept of a protected class was introduced. Businesses can kick out a particular black person for non-pretextual reason, but not, re- but not refuse to let any black people in the door in the first place. If you reverse it, though, it becomes a lot dicier. Imagine if all of the uh, potential customers in an area were prejudiced against a business owner for some reason. Even if it's unfair, how could the state step in to force individual customers to shop at Joe's Gay Cakes instead of Ted's Christian Cakes? Uh, essentially, you'd have to force someone to some people to do something rather than forcing people to not do something. I get that. I don't think that the idea was like, is it... Is, is it lawful? I don't think that the question was about, like, mm. it was more of a moral question of am I doing the equivalent? Um, but, yeah, Ira, I, I think you're right that it's not an analogous situation. Right. Uh, completely. Um, and along the same topic, uh, we had another re- person who wrote in to say, uh, Hi, Frank and Dan, I have to disagree with you on your support of utilizing the services of a Mormon financial planner. Oh, Them advertising their religious affiliation on their LinkedIn page tells one a lot about them. They do not believe that people should be free to live and love as as fully as themselves, if that would mean being in a same-sex relationship or being trans. I think that that is plenty of reason to take one's business elsewhere. Additionally, if one wants to compare this to refusing to bake a cake uh, for a gay couple, the cake shop owner was discriminating based on an integral part of the couple's humanity. They didn't choose to be gay. They simply chose to live a full and love filled life. The financial planner chooses to be Mormon in spite of all the reasons not to be. Therefore your listener can take their business elsewhere with a clear conscience. Love the show.
1: I agree. I agree. They, yes. However, I I, I quibble with one thing. Which okay. is there is an assumption that all Mormons aren't good on the gay issue, or
0: yeah, the trans that's you, that, and that's where I got hiccuped a little bit too. And um, I know
1: we we do this. This is something that we do on the show with say like Islam. We like to we do paint them with a really broad stroke, right? Yeah.
0: And to a certain extent. I don't think it's perfectly fair with the Mormons. It's not fair with Islam either. The point, the fact of the matter is, and this is the nuance that we have, that we just have to reckon with. People can be members of hateful organizations Mm -hmm. and not be hateful themselves. Right. We know, I know plenty of Mormons who are amazing, uh, allies to the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Uh, even though they maintain their association with a group that is not that way, right. And I, yes, there's cognitive dissonance involved in that. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, they probably have to, like do a lot of mental uh, bending and twisting, yeah, to wrap their heads around that. Right. But they exist, they're real. they're earnest. Yeah. It's true. So I think we as a as a group, you know, if we're going to be the honest uh skeptical re, you know, reality facing members of society that we claim we are, I think one of the things that we have to face is that there's nuance to this question. Yeah. And and just saying no, I reject you because of your your association with this organization. No, if they're associated with like the Ku Klux Klan oh dear God I think you can safely wash your hands of them <laughs> right there are plenty of organizations um
1: and 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 I'm I'm not bringing this up to say to not use the 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 member of the LDS Church Mormon thing as an indicator of whether or not you want to use that person as a pl- financial planner you can use it if you want to like if like yeah. like you're, you're fine i think you're fine i mean i would you're, just
0: you're making your call yeah i most people want to give their money to someone that right. they feel they can understand and trust right. and if you don't feel like you understand mormonism well enough yeah that makes sense to me yeah
1: and i and i i i just the thing that i i'm repeatedly sort of surprised by the rank and file mormons Right. Mm. I, I, I don't find them to like, I think if your typical Mormon was in charge of the Mormon church, it would not be the Mormon church that we know.
0: That's an interesting point. I'll bet that's true.
1: Yeah. I think it's probably true about so a, many churches. For, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, I am really leery of Islam though. And I'm going to keep painting them with the
0: same broad brush that I have been. <laughs> I'm just going to say that too. Oh man. I've actually met some really uh, LGBT-friendly uh, Muslims. I know so. they're. There. I know they're out there. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. It, the point is that the world is not cut and dry. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Yeah. There's lots of nuance, and there's nothing. There's there are no yeah. easy indicators in the
1: world. I, I think though that there are plenty of red flags about this financial planner. That if you wanted to just go your own way, uh, fine.
0: You know what? Go go just go find somebody any, else. Frankly. For me, it's not the Mormonism that's as red flaggy as the fact that they put their religion on their LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Like LinkedIn is supposed to be about your professional life. Uh-huh. If you're proclaiming your religion there, right. That's a red flag. Yeah. Like anyone who does that, I, you know, I'm suspicious of. Yeah. Although I will
1: say this, Mormon business people it is, it is never, uh, they've never gone, gone wrong, uh, signaling to other Mormons to come and do business with them.
0: Oh no, right? no. you that, That's won. a thing. So. Matter <laughs> of fact, I know personally people who have maintained their play, their, their standing in the church to gain the business, mm-hmm. uh, help that they get mm-hmm. from the wink and the nod mm-hmm. of other Mormon business people. Yep. So.
1: Again, doesn't Ugly, necessarily gross. mean what you think it means. But again, use your best judgment.
0: Again, again, we're going to get to the Mormon Church being fucking mafiosos uh, <laughs> at the end of this thing. It's the, it is like yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, we have a missive, Frank, Mm-mm. from our Lord and Savior. What? Davis Uh-oh. themselves. Uh-oh. Peace be upon them. <laughs> the actual lord and savior of this podcast has written in okay. us uh frank and dan you're this is about the richard dawkins thing where we you know oh yeah I, where we divested ourselves of him uh-huh. we, we canceled him yes uh by the way we got a, did you see that we got a one-star review over canceling yeah i did richard dawkins. i know uh people are,
1: somebody got mad please go counteract advice. that people yeah, go leave stars. us five
0: five-star reviews. If you haven't reviewed us yet on <laughs> iTunes, please go do it just, just to counteract that ding-dong. Anyway, <laughs> Davis says, your comment on Richard Dawkins touches on a challenge we all seem to be experiencing these days. Hmm. When do we write off a person because we disagree with an issue or facet of that person? Hmm. Like you both, I have a difficult time continuing to embrace Dawkins given his anti-trans statements. But in such cases, how do we decide where to draw the line? For example, I get really frustrated when I meet single-issue voters who are unwilling to accept that they agree with a candidate on a multitude of positions but refuse to support them due to the one issue. Mm, yeah. A personal example for me is that for the past six years, I have struggled to maintain a relationship with one of my closest friends due to his pro-Trump views. Hmm. For 30 years, I have, I'd have hidden a body for him, if, if he'd asked.
1: Hmm. But I've
0: struggled being anywhere near him for his outspoken views. He's probably still the same person, but I've mentally shut myself to him. Mm-hmm. When does a single issue loom so large that we write off the whole person? Hmm. I guess it depends on how obscene the disagreeable opinion or act But do we also need to be careful that we don't turn a blind eye to the other ideas from the person that might be highly valuable? Hmm. Uh, Coming back to the original discussion around Dawkins, I don't think any of us should let go of the great perspective he provided on atheism, even though he's now an asshole. (laughs) I guess going forward, I'll just have to preface anything I say about Dawkins as before Dawkins went fucking nuts. Fair enough. Your your humble lord and savior, Davis. Uh, <laughs> peace be upon you. Yes. <laughs> it's tricky. Oh, but we're back to nuance again. God damn it! Ah, Why can't nuance. we just be black and white in this world? It's
1: so much easier, Dan. Why can't I we love just... black and white? I
0: it's know the best. Yeah, I'm I mean, right, part of this wrong. is part <laughs> of this is a when like can we appreciate the art and not the artist? Can we hate the artist? You know, can we know that yeah. Picasso was a shitbag mm-hmm. and still love his art? Can we know that Michael Jackson was disgusting mm-hmm. or, you know, can we are we allowed to still laugh at you know, the Cosby show mm-hmm. or whatever? Yeah. These are this is a difficult thing to to wrap your head around.
1: It is and here here I think is is where I've landed with it, which is it's up to you to decide what your connection is to that specific art or message, right? Mm. And whether or not you need to just get rid of that person, right? Like, I, we, we can't be making these kind of calls for people. And I don't think that we should prescribe, like, you know, I, I know the whole cancel culture thing was, it was important, uh, or the me too, right like when me too was yeah. first happening incredibly important right for yeah. for these people to be called out and to be canceled from relevancy right yeah um because of the issue at hand right but as mm-hmm. time has progressed there's one particular looming figure in that group that for me has been really hard actually there's a couple right mm. how do you go back and watch a woody allen film yeah. in this day and age right but there are some beautiful woody allen films right yep. um how do you go back and re-watch the the, the tv series louis right louis ck mm. right yeah um when it was brilliant right it was truly yeah. brilliant and revolutionary television from my perspective and and losing that was a was a big loss right and so for all of these things You have you have to decide, right? And for us to come on here and be like, "We're canceling (laughs) Richard Dawkins; he's dead to us." That's us, right? If you're fine, if you there's if there's stuff that um you still really connect and 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 you, but you understand who the person is and the 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 really bad part of them and you're able to reconcile it in order to access that stuff that's meaningful to you and that is powerful um i say more power to you right yeah
0: i mean look some of the stuff that dawkins wrote meant the world to people Mm -hmm. in a time when they needed Mm -hmm. it desperately yeah and i don't i don't propose to take that away from anybody right uh and and but i also propose that it is 100% okay to divorce the person from the ideas mm-hmm. or to divorce. Like, you don't have to adopt Dawkins mm-hmm. to be moved by and appreciate his ideas mm-hmm. that he had mm-hmm. and and where his books took you. Right. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, how and much I don't, they think, there's, I don't and, think there's yeah. any problem with that. Yeah,
0: I, You can say, and you, yeah, you can say, I, you know, I, you, for, for fuck's sake, don't listen to his podcast, you know, don't <laughs> I think don't that do, is
1: what we were saying. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: it was like, uh, we
0: feel uncomfortable denouncing another podcaster. And I got another, podcaster. I got, I got another thing to say, which is that. Probably the asshole in him that we're calling asshole now Mm -hmm. was also the asshole in him that made him able to write the books that were important to us then. Yeah. That like, that's the same, that's the same part of him. He just turned it in the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we kind of, we need the assholes out there. Uh, we just they just need guidance and uh someone let him off the leash way mm-hmm. too far. Yeah. So there you go. Yep, yep, yep. Well, uh, do we have some
1: folks to thank? We do indeed, Dan. Uh we have a new pat- one new patron on Patreon. Woohoo! Uh by the name of Amy. Uh Amy is a new priest. In the, oh, Amy. In the That's the good priesthood. stuff
0: right there. You are you are you got the magic powers, man. Ooh, blessing bread. Yeah. And water. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm, matter uh-huh. of fact, you get to manhandle something that the rest of the congregation has to put in their mouth. So <laughs> so please enjoy that privilege, uh, as well as just magic powers in general. Frankly, you can yeah. have whatever magic powers you want. Mormons will give it to you.
1: Mormons honestly do put a lot of faith into the power of one um, wipey. To clean a teenager's <laughs> fingers, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say that.
0: That's called faith, right there. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. If listen, friends, if you would like to help us out, it's the only thing that keeps our show going. We don't do advertisements. You'll notice, uh, we just rely on our listeners for their support, and uh, and we really appreciate it. If you can, uh, be one of those things. You can just go to thankgodamathius.com, click on the support us tab, and then. That'll take you to look for either the patron side, or if you want to just do a one-time, the Patreon side, or if you want to do a one-time donation, you can just do the, uh, you you can go to PayPal. Either way, we sure appreciate it. Uh, it, it, It means a lot to us.
1: Yeah. And we always have our top donor to thank our Lord and Savior. We heard from
0: him earlier. Dave Ass. More show coming up. Well, Frank, Damn. you and I grew up in uh, the Mormon church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, it is, it is uh, forever scarred into our brains. <laughs> we, had some, we had a really fun talk about it, by the way, on our patrons-only uh, yeah. uh, content. So if you become a patron, you could go and listen to us talking about our lives growing up as Mormons. But... Uh, the Mormon church, you know, we've said it numerous times already in this episode. They're fucking gangsters. Yeah. They are, a, they are as an organization, they are a bulldozer. They are a, a tank running ram roughshod through the world. Oh, yeah. And they, and they, they
1: run this town.
0: Well, and they run uh, the local region. Uh-huh. Sort of everything within a, you know, 200-mile radius. And so it gets a little more.
1: disorienting for them, I think, when they run up against some opposition. But, yeah. But their temples are fascinating as far as, like, the kind of opposition that they can run up against. Right. Typically, when they go into, like, a an affluent Mormon suburb, they're applauded. Everybody's so excited because everybody's property values just went up. Right. Like, yes. it is actually desirable, highly measurably desirable to be adjacent to a Mormon temple or to have a view of a Mormon temple, right?
0: Just so the people know, the temple is not like a a, a standard sort of parish house, a ward house that, that they call it. Temple's a very special place. You have to have a secret pass to get in Mm -hmm. you you have to wear special clothes in there they do very very odd and creepy ceremonies inside (laughs) um (laughs) but anyway mormon temples have
1: recently faced a little bit of opposition uh when they've been announced oddly enough even by mormons there was one here in Tooele county uh just west of salt lake city where they wanted to go into an area and the mormons fought them they were like, we don't want you here. We don't want you developing this area, blah, 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 blah. And there was one up in um, uh, where he- uh, Heber, um, which is up um, in the mountains east of Provo. And they fought them tooth and nail on their nighttime illumination. I think we talked about it on the show, right? Yeah.
0: This is one thing that they do with, the, with their temples. They want it to glow at night. Yeah. So they, it's a beacon unto the world. Oh, God. But it's also like crazy light pollution. And if you live near it, you better have blackout blinds because <laughs> uh, the shit's going to be bright.
1: <laughs> anyway, I think they did uh, strike some sort of compromise up in Heber. But what we wanted to talk about today is uh, what's going on over in Cody, Wyoming, <laughs> um, which is sort of
0: Cody's not a big place. It is tiny. Yeah. Any there is no big place in Wyoming. Like that doesn't actually exist. That's not a real thing. Right. Um and Cody is not their I don't know, maybe it's their second biggest city. I don't know. It's, it's a not college a big town,
1: right? Cody, yeah. Wyoming. Anyway, um they announced a temple. They've been going through the planning process. And um the planning and zoning commission apparently. Gave it the gr- their their plan the the the, the green light. What um,
0: probably happened? I haven't seen reporting on this, but mm-hmm. I I have a guess as to what happened, which is that uh, somebody on the zoning commission was Mormon, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of Mormons. It's not as Mormon as Utah, but there's a lot of Mormons in Wyoming. It was founded by Mormons, or at least the you know the white portion of it was founded by Mormons and i think someone on the the planning commission was lds and just thought oh nobody's going to of course everyone's going to want this and didn't even think twice yeah I, I can't speak to that i don't i don't know it's just a theory right. it's just a theory uh but yeah they they just okayed it even though it's against code well like,
1: so it it is it falls under the category of conditional use for the, for the area that they're going in right yeah um it's so the zoning laws could allow this right um with approval of the zoning commission right right Cause, cause, wow it sounds like it's set up in cody but the mayor upon hearing about the zoning commission sending this through has actually he's trying to block the thing now right right and they're they're scrambling desperately they've been meeting with lawyers and and uh, trying to figure out how they can like not allow the giant 100 foot tall steeple on on this church because that they feel like that should not have been approved
0: right It's literally like the code, the zone the zoning laws say that like structures are capped out in that area at thirty feet tall right and this is going this is meant to be over a hundred right and so
1: yeah, so it's a little, it's a little dicey. The church is now, though. Uh, they're they're pulling out the big guns. They're gonna go after yeah. Cody Wyoming.
0: I'm. Yeah, it's a nice town you got here. I'd right? <laughs> hate for anything should happen to it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll let's we'll s- see what's going on. But they, uh, they have a way of of getting their way, right? Yeah. And literally, it's- I saw this. I saw this article and when i read it my initial response when i saw that a small town in wyoming was going to fight the mormon church on something i just went yeah right like it it like it's telling to me that it was absolutely absurd in my mind that anyone that any small town in this region would even bother to try because you're just going to waste time and resources when you know they're going to win anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the thing. It's just... It, it's, it, it feels like we live under mob rule in this whole region. And, you know, if, if you live in, a, a, you know, like Nevada, you've felt it. If you live in Idaho, you've felt it. If you live in Arizona, you've felt... Like, the entire region excluding maybe colorado which somehow has fallen in with a bad evangelical crowd i don't know how that happened (laughs) it just feels like the rest of like it's crazy how much power this this uh relatively small religion with a giant legal team right it's 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 crazy how much power they have yeah
1: well, so course, here's my prediction. They're yeah, going to get okay. they're going to get their steeple. Yeah. They're absolutely going to get their steeple. Mean pro they pro the, the city probably could have kept the steeple uh from happening at least at that scale if it hadn't gone through the planning commission.
0: Yeah. I think that's no, what killed them. I think even then if the Mormons decide that they want something they're going to get it i i wouldn't be shocked like literally they would just put the what they would probably do is put the damn thing on hold for just long enough to uh, to vote out to make sure that like <laughs> that mayor and commissioner voted out and they'll plop in their own people like they <laughs> they are literally like they're vindictive they're powerful and I wouldn't put literally anything past them at this point. It's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bully of an organization. They do not brook hearing the word no. And, uh, and you know, the, this whole thing could be solved. Like one of the ways that this could be solved, which is very easy, is for the, the Mormon church to say, oh, sorry, I see now why you don't want that. We'll just change our plans for the temple. It doesn't have to have a steeple that high, right? You would they think can do that. You
1: would think, from a PR perspective, if nothing else, that that would be what something that you would at least consider.
0: It's not going to be a high profile temple. Yeah, no one goes to Cody, Wyoming. Yeah. Then no one's going to see it.
1: Yeah, why do you have to loom over this place? And that's just it. it it's their the architecture is like. There's, um, they just built a brand new one in the middle of the valley, the Taylorsville Temple, I'm here in Salt Lake, yeah, yeah the Salt Lake, and valley. it's like I don't know if you've driven past it. It is hideous. It's so ugly. It, it is, is so one of the ugly. ugliest buildings. Like, what? It looks like a barn. Yeah, you don't have to like love all the temples, but they normally like don't look
0: like this, right? Well, they they've started to. Ah, they, I guess so. they are starting. This is like. The the Mormon Church is famous for like ruining anything beautiful or good that they've ever that they've done, <laughs> and this is the the next level of that campaign. Well, anyway, is like their temples used to be nice sometimes, and yeah. now they're like no, the th- that's not
1: cost efficient. Yeah, the the what I was getting at though is the thing is enormous and yeah. such an eyesore. Um, you can if if you're at the right height, you can see it from anywhere. In this, yeah. in the it is, and it's purposefully they build them as monstrosities and they put them in in places where they're going to loom over people uh and that one is at a prominent bend in the freeway they haven't done that in utah before yeah and uh and it's just like you come around the corner and you're just like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) like at least at least the one in washington dc that's that way it's like oh that's kind of a interesting looking building, right? Yeah. And this one you come around you're just like,
0: what in... good. We need we need to it's ugly. we need to have our version of the uh of the give up dorothy or surrender dorothy side <laughs> that went up in the at the at the DC one in mm, front of the DC. Right. We need something so we need to put up a billboard Right in, right before you see that church that's that's just for, for us atheists or something. Right. Funny. That would be great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, friends and foes. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to chime in with stories about the the bully religious organization in your neck of the woods, feel free to write into us. The address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com.
1: Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442.
0: Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist, and click that like button.
1: And if you would like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so by going to com slash members only.
0: Thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music.
1: And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music.
0: And thanks to all y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you.
1: Thanks so much. Bye-bye.